What's up? Welcome to the Part-Time Rockstar Podcast, episode 190. Uh, this week featuring my guest Sam from Anything Is Everything, who are Chicago's self-proclaimed worst punk band. Uh, they just dropped a brand new album called Tragic Optimism, which features the single Remedy. And uh, I also slapped that on this episode, so if you like it, you can definitely check it out wherever you stream music. But uh, yeah, Sam is the first guest that I've had on the show from Chicago thus far, so uh, got to pick his brain a little bit about the scene up there and just kind of the state of indie music in the city. Uh, we also had a lot of shared commonalities and shared philosophies uh, to talk about, so the conversation definitely flew by and uh, definitely appreciate Sam coming on the show. Uh, hopefully, wherever you are listening in from, uh, you enjoy the conversation and uh, maybe learn something you didn't know before about uh, Anything is Everything. Um, again, you can check out any of their music on any of the socials as well and give them a follow. I'm sure they'd appreciate it. But uh, regardless, hopefully you yourself are doing all right as we move into spring, and uh, specifically South by Southwest week in my world. Uh, we'll be headed down uh, Wednesday or Tuesday, something like that, go play a show at uh, Narbar. So if you're in town playing a show uh, in Austin this week, definitely feel free to come by. We'll be playing uh, 1 to 3 p.m. Wednesday on 6th Street. Uh, you can text me though if, uh, if you listen to the show and you got my number. And then, uh, other than that, we're winding out the week uh, with some big Laird gigs on Patty's Day. Uh, a lot of big Laird energy. We got uh, a twofer, I think. We're playing Hysteria in Pasadena, and then uh, up to Delia Foley's in Fed. And uh, I think the first one's 11 to 2, and the next one is 3 to 6. So if you're uh, trying to get drunk that day, uh, definitely. Look out for us. We'll be out there. And then uh, three things that I always mention is uh, Part-Time Rockstar Productions is going. Which is the video branch of this podcast if you need a music video or something like that. Then uh, there's a merch store for this show, which is on Shopify and in the episode notes. And then Truly Strings is the sponsor of this show. And you can find Truly Strings in Laurel, Maryland and on Instagram. It's where I take all my guitars. Steven hooks it up. But uh, yeah, without any further rambling, we'll get to the conversation with Sam. storyline shot well i don't know uh who did it for you and all that but it was cool yeah local dude who grew up with our guitarist here it's like right. what he does is his main gig so he killed it and then it was dope where that's our live room that we just rehearsed in yeah um where we're like playing and shit that's just like that's one of our two rehearsal spots that we have i feel like we're like the luckiest band in chicago huh. we have <laughs> we have that whole live room and then we have our bassist um, just got a house and his basement. He's just turned into his recording studio. So we can go there and rehearse too. Nice. So you like your friends' bands don't have anywhere to go. They have to like bum <laughs> your spot or something. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's what happens because the, that live room that's in that video, like it's a house of musicians. 
So yeah. we, like Monday nights is our night that we're in there. Um, but if there's like a special, anything special happening that week, if any of the dudes at that house, like need an extra night to pla- practice, we have a backup spot now. Yeah. Just charge them some beer or some pizza or something. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of the bands around here actually, uh, all practice in like the same warehouse, uh, in like kind of in South Baltimore. It's kind of funny. Yeah. It's like a nice is it little... like an actual music space that like is rented out and shit, or it's just? Well, I guess every band in like kind of gets like a a cubby, like a storage unit almost within the building, so they can yeah they can do like whatever they want with it, soundproof it or whatever. Okay. So yeah, nice... there's a few like that here in Chicago. Yeah, but those are like you know obviously five hundred bucks a month or whatever it is. Yeah. So. Unless you're gigging pretty heavy, not necessarily always worth it, but, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Where do you uh, rehearse? Uh, I've been fortunate uh, enough lately to be able to re- uh, rehearse at our guitarist's house, or like rhythm guitarist's house. Uh, he goes by Pocket Door Productions, so I got to give him a little shout out. There but you go. He's got like a little... Uh, basically a full-blown studio at this point i mean we can mic everything up and uh record live if we want so it's it's kind of nice yeah that's dope we like we've done it once i think at our basis place axe axeman surdu also the leader of axeman surdu and your friends friends which is making <laughs> its international debut this friday night uh hell yeah to, yeah we're there that band is going to be the opener for our uh, for the show tomorrow, and it's funny. I'm playing auxiliary percussions in that, and then our drummer is drumming in that, and then Axeman, our bassist from Anything Is Everything, is playing the keys and singing. Um, it's really a collective, honestly. Like it's a revolving door of incredible musicians. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, it's great when you uh, have that you know, camaraderie in that scene or that thing, whatever you want to call it, circle of friends. Yeah. I, uh, I like to call like my band, like a mercenary sort of operation or <laughs> even better analogy would probably just be like a farm system for like minor league baseball, <laughs> you know? It's like, once of... they outgrow you, they go on to greener pastures. Is that what you're saying? Uh, that has happened. Um, also like sort of the reverse of that has happened. You could, you could call us the greener pastures. Um, yeah. It really depends what what you're looking for. We don't we don't <laughs> offer the highest paying gigs in the world, but uh, you know we have fun. Yeah. So get around a little only, bit. Only cover bands offer the highest paying <laughs> gigs in the world. Yeah, we we kind of double, uh, or just do what yeah, we got. Go, go ahead. I heard that earlier when I was listening. I was listening to one of them when you were talking to All Systems Go, which I love that band name. Those guys out of Jersey. Oh, that's um, awesome! You know them. Yeah, I was. Well, I was just listening earlier today on uh, on your podcast and like just hearing them talk and you guys talking about the cover thing. Like, I don't know any bands here in Chicago at least that like really double. Like everyone yep. will toss maybe one cover into a set, but like outside of Halloween weekend, you're not doing like. It, I don't know. The the two worlds don't really overlap at any of the shows that I go to or that we play or anything like that. On Halloween weekend, obviously, everyone's doing it. We did Limp Biscuit this year, so. Oh, that's, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's um it's like a reflection of the city that you're playing in and the scene yeah. itself and what people, like, are used to hearing. And I, I know, like, specifically in, like, the D.C., Baltimore area, it's just, like, cover band city uh for sure whereas when you go like other towns like you know austin i feel like is kind of like my second home in many ways and like there it's like far more common it's like a whole different culture as far as like original bands go it's like you don't go out i mean maybe if you go to like the main bars downtown you expect to hear like a solid ass cover band and they are really good um but traditionally it feels like the culture more it lends itself to just you know the original thing and that's what people go out and expect to hear or that's what they get to hear i mean i don't know yeah they have a choice in the matter just everybody plays original so yeah. um i don't know what it's like in chicago i haven't been out there yet 
It's, I think it's most, I mean, the shit that I see and the shows that I go to, I mean, it's a pretty tight knit community, I would say as well. Like the, not all of it, but the one that I would consider myself like most closely oriented to and closest with, um, it's like all originals. Um, you, yeah, yeah, you get like one, you get one or two covers at a show and that's probably it. Like what? we will prepare like a cover if we know we're headlining or something like yeah. that. But like, typically it's not in our set list. Do you guys like cross pollinate and genres a lot? Like as far as shows go, like, or do you feel like you like are kind of set in like a faction of like, I guess you guys would yeah. be like in the pop punk or just punk area. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so like, especially with Chicago, there's, there's like this, uh, there's like Chicago punk, Right, like Lawrence Arms is who I talk about when I think about like Chicago style punk music. I just saw them the uh, other day. Yeah, how was it? Uh, I mean, the main thing that that was important to us was actually not the band themselves. Sadly, it was just the fact that they were playing a matinee show, which we thought was incredible. They were playing That's at like amazing. five p.m. on like a Saturday, Saturday, maybe earlier. It was like an afternoon show. And That's we all incredible. just we thought it was the greatest thing because we like could see the Loris Arms, and theoretically be home by like dinner time. <laughs> yeah, it was like <laughs> no no waiting around till ten or eleven for the headliner. It's just like bam, here you go. I Which, wonder if that I wonder if people would appreciate us doing that. Maybe that's our new thing. We're just gonna be a mat man. Well, I mean, dude, if your if your audience is like theirs, which you know is definitely getting older. Then that's yeah. the way to that's the way to go, man. Everybody gets home, don't really have to pay for yeah. you know, daycare or whatever, like or babysitter can just kinda you know. Yeah. Um but there's like that version of punk and then so I think like a lot of bands like kinda take at least some of that. Um, at least the bands that we kinda like run around with. But there's a lot of stuff that's not like we're we're certainly not, I wouldn't say of that, like cut from that similar cloth. We're much more like I think pop punky and then kind of emo -y and dark and shit. But um, there's like a pretty, there's like a pretty close knit community of like 20, 25 bands that we've kind of like played with and stuff. And we'll continue to like play with too. That trend either kind of towards like what we do um, a little, a little heavier and then kind of back towards just like, I don't know. What do you call indie music these days? Right? Like the stuff that sounds yeah. like indie music. It's indie music, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's a guitar and drums, and it's it's kind of twinkly, and it's a little prettier. It's not as gritty, um, and you can tell it's trying to be kind of lo-fi. So, like, we play with bands like that, too, um, that are much more probably focused on, like, actually gets made than we ever are. <laughs> yeah, like I said, the only, the only scene that I'm sort of familiar with at this point outside of the East Coast scenes... Uh, is Austin and at this point I think I call it a uh, reverb rock for lack of a better <laughs> term I, I like I've never heard anyone else call it that but that's just like seems like every band almost is like pretty heavy on the reverb on all yeah. in all areas and it's just like that's the sound I don't know how else to describe it that's yeah. like exact that actually that does pretty well described though when you go onto like a band camp page what I've been doing for the past two months three months is like finding new bands across the u.s on band camp specifically and mm. like i don't know why but a band camp page specifically feels like the reverbiest place in the world like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you you listen to the first song like oh okay yeah like it sounds like that yeah it's like um, everybody recorded their album in a bat cave or something yeah. <laughs> it's interesting to me though because i've always been I think I've always, yeah, I've always been tied to, like, very... I, the dynamics in music are really, like, always something that I've been drawn to. Um, like, when I was growing up, my dad had, like... Um, he had, like, Soundgarden and Nirvana records, right? And, like, that's, yeah. like, that entire concept there is, like, this part's quiet and this part's really fucking loud. Yeah. Um, so, like, that was kind of what I grew up on. And then, like, we got into, like... I think we got into more, like operation ivy and like rancid i remember when we got when i got into that i was like six years old i have three older brothers so i'm just following their lead with this shit and then yeah. we got into like limp Bizkit. um so it's always just been like heavier stuff for me and i'm just like i'm also not a good musician 
So I don't like know how to make guitars sound pretty. I just mm-hmm. know how to like use them as tools to make chords. Yeah. And then build a song. I mean that's that's all you need. Um Yeah, it's also cool that uh I think well I know yeah, you're the official first uh, Chicago band that I think I've had on this podcast so far. So That's amazing. That's amazing especially because of the consequences that led to it. <laughs> uh <laughs> you mean uh last minute Instagramming? Yeah, I mean I mean me hitting you up on Instagram because I was told to. From oh, okay. someone Yeah. <laughs> oh wait, that um yeah, that might have been Lauren. Uh Lauren DeHaan. Uh of of the band Ben DeHaan. Um <laughs> <laughs> It's funny cuz I've just been calling them the DeHaans, but but uh Ben has yet to change the band name to that. So if he's listening, I'm sure this will uh this will cause a, a you know, a little wrinkle in his eyebrow. But uh <laughs> it's okay. I I can annoy him. Um, but that's cool. I mean, maybe then, did you guys play a show together in Chicago? Cause I know they got out there at some point. No. Uh, so what, what's been happening is I have a super secret under wraps project of trying to go to every city that I can and play music in America. Um, that's, that's what the band wants to do right now. Um, and so I've just been literally finding bands, reaching out seeing like if and when dates would line up um and i've just been doing this for like the past two months and people like some people like yourself are just like here for it right and like yeah. are, are down to help other people trying to do this shit also it's crazy to me when folks don't like i don't know when it's crazy to me that some people like you will be like dude i'm happy to help in whatever way i can like hit me up let me know like what dates what venues if what kind of bands you need and there's other people who are just like no we can't do that date and i'm like okay like that's cool and i'm not really like upset by any means obviously you have other things that you're doing or maybe you don't you just don't want to play with us but i'm just like we're all independent bands here. Like, help each other out, man. Like, yeah, I if, mean... if So when people do that to us, and they're like, hey, we're, like, coming in from out of town, and um, we want to play a, a gig... Like, this has happened a lot more ever, over the last, like, month. And I'll buy a lot more. I mean, like, three times. Um, yeah. Over the last month after we had, like, our album release and everything. Um, I'm always just like, here's a list of other bands that you can reach out to. Like, I'll connect you with venues. I'll connect you with, like the people who book shows i'm happy to do any of this for you because like i don't know man like everyone has everyone's at the same level i think pretty much that i talk yeah. to you know what i mean definitely everybody i talk to is about the same level there's a couple people i've talked to who i would say that are like on the the mid-tier touring <laughs> national level but they don't need any help ever it seems like so yeah i don't know i i feel like i know what you mean though as far as like I think everyone has like a underlying personal or band ethos and like yeah. pretty much everybody is, is uh, very similar, but I don't know. Maybe it's like a little bit of immaturity. Sometimes it's people just don't consciously realize that by not uh, reaching out and maybe helping out yeah. as much. It, um, I don't know. It doesn't really do you any favors, but, yeah. uh, you know, it's not a judgment thing. It's just more like, uh, I don't know. I feel like people, some people are a little bit more narrow in their perspective because they're, it could be just focus. Yeah. Um, they're so, so focused on what they're doing that they don't think that's how I think about it. Cause I, I'm also like you, I'm like a little befuddled. If, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if they if I, don't I share think, my similar view, yeah. but whatever. I mean, I also know that I have like a very, I have a very community centric worldview, like in general outside of music, mm-hmm. even just like very much a proponent of like, you know, the concept of like mutual aid to one another human beings, because like, I'm aware that existing can kind of suck sometimes. Right. So like, if I'm able to help other people kind of through that shit, just at like a very macro level, then I certainly will. And if you're someone who's coming to me for like a creative right idea i'm like fuck yeah dude like i absolutely vibe with this like let me help you in every capacity that i can because now i also have like an aligned interest with you so i just will probably take some sort of fulfillment like 
out of just being able to assist more. But yeah. I mean, like it's it's. I, I think that also five years ago, if you would have asked me, like I wouldn't have even. I don't know. I wouldn't have tried to help bands reaching out to me because I wouldn't have even thought that I could. And now right. after doing for long enough, you're kind of just like, oh yeah. All it is is fucking emailing people and and bugging and bugging promoters and getting venues booked and driving places. <laughs> like <laughs> you kind of realize after a while, this is what it is. And like if you if you like it, then cool, so like keep doing it. Yeah, and just like life in general, I firmly believe in the uh, the pay it forward. Uh, philosophy yeah. just yeah. in in all things like not about getting something in return it's just like if that if that's your starting place i feel like you know you just you're not going to get in your own way as much yeah you yeah know? so but yeah it, it's cool to hear that you guys have that like uh just community vibe and that uh, you're the first one that i've uh found or reached out I mean, or whatever um because yeah, i have you'll, been you'll, Meaning to tap into to your guys. Oh, you uh, tried to I mean, my my strategy is pretty crude at this point. It is a lot of helter skelter, <laughs> but um, sometimes you know I'll follow like a random city's like hashtag, and like so if I see a band pop up on there, I'll be like hit them up if they sound cool or something. Yeah, um, I mean, take a look. Like any of the bands that we've played with, we just played a show on the tenth of February. It was our album release show that like we sold out a solid venue and um, that's awesome we played with thanks man we played with three bands that are like tremendous um nora marks totally cashed and okay cool um they're all three <laughs> totally cashed right now is a country band is what they're claiming they were a punk band like the music that you'll find on spotify and everywhere is punk music and they're mm. releasing a country album because trash who is their lead singer and leader of the group goes yeah he goes by trash he is uh i don't know he's an idiot he's incredible but an idiot um and i hate him and i love him but i i hate the guy especially if you listen to him. um and then okay cool is one of the most talented groups of musicians i've ever we've ever gotten to play with um bridget who's their lead uh is absolutely incredible um also one of the kind and then um, she also plays guitar in Nora Marks, which is two brothers and a cousin who all play together. And they, they kind of like, yeah, heavier kind of pop punk stuff, too. Uh, but any of them, yeah, those are, those are just like great folks to just like, I think they all have a good sense of what they're doing. Yeah. Um, and they've been they've been really great to be able to link up with. Other the other band that I can never stop talking about is Damager. Mm-hmm. They're here in Chicago. We play a show with them at Sleeping Village um, in a few weeks. Dan, who's their lead, is also like a he's a creative and does a film, which is dope. Um, but dude, there's there's like yeah, there's twenty to twenty five bands that like. I mean, I go out I, I'll go out to a show and I'll see people from these bands at every show that I go to. Um, and it's a real community feel that like, uh, I think once you go to a show in Chicago, like you feel right away. That's awesome. Yeah. I just, uh, gave a bunch of those guys a, a quick follow. I'll probably like, uh, try to tag them on this episode. So hopefully they can uh, yeah. get a listen. That'll be cool. <laughs> yeah. There'd be some good guests for sure as well, man. Yeah, it's uh, you'll officially be the first Chicago OG, so you'll be the. <laughs> I'll don't worry. I'll hold it over their heads. Yeah, we good. But um, no, it's cool that um, you know, we can go through all those bands so fast. But uh, obviously, the point of this is uh, to talk about your stuff at least a little bit. And uh, I know we talked about the uh, the music video for Remedy, which was awesome. But that was part of a uh, larger release or yeah. album, a thirteen-songer, um, a tragic optimism. I guess was the latest and greatest, right? Yeah. Just yeah, released last month. Yeah, coming up on a one-month anniversary tomorrow. Brand new, nice. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't even ask. I don't think um, if you were a singer, drummer, 
or somewhere in between? <laughs> yeah, so uh, the the main singer, yeah, the main vocalist and rhythm guitar. Um, when the band started, it was me in my bedroom, as more and more bands become these days, mm-hmm. um, with the ability to do all of these things yourself. Um, do them all poorly yourself, but still do them all yourself. Uh, and uh, started recording with this dude. Actually, the first <laughs> the first time I ever recorded, I gave this guy like a few thousand dollars to try to record stuff that he ended up just taking like my stems from my, my garage band demos. And then he had me play drums over them in a live room and then like didn't do anything to any of these stems and none of them were like <laughs> finished and none of them were good takes of anything so he gave me back like 10 songs that were just like completely shit and then yeah. i sent those to a real producer that i got connected with who was like hey i don't really know how to tell you this but like <laughs> this guy ripped you off yeah like, none, of the, none of these are done <laughs> i was like uh because you don't know right i was like 23 probably and i was just like i have no idea how it should sound well, you have some idea, not right, to uh, right, but like, <laughs> not to razz you too hard. But. Yeah, I I guess I had no idea from like what happens after I record, right? From like, yeah. hey, so we just recorded live. How good can you make it sound after it's been recorded? And the answer is not that much better. <laughs> if you play, if you have shit takes, your music's actually gonna sound pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, more I've learned about it, it all comes down to vocal and drums, but yeah. that's a longer discussion, I think. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was kind of the first iteration, and then we had myself and then Chris, who's a friend of mine, he's our lead guitarist, and he and I have been kind of like the backbone of it the longest. We had a buddy um, who we worked with as well, who was our drummer, uh, and then he moved to D.C., funny enough and then and then everything shut down so then it was just back to me in my fucking bedroom um writing stuff and put out like two eps that way uh with this new producer actually knows what he's doing and then we finally got together as this four piece so chris is our lead guitarist and then christos christos as we call him Mm -hmm. uh our drummer and then we have axeman as our bass player (laughs) yeah nice so the four of us got together. We wrote probably, we probably like came up with four of those songs together in some capacity. And then the other nine were just kind of like backlogged shit that I had written over the years that we kind of all finished together, I would yeah. say, more or less. But like the lead single of that album is called Nine to Five. And like I, that, that riff is like legitimately one of the, like I probably wrote when I was 19. So over, so like a decade ago. Yeah. Um, and I was just sitting on it because I didn't know how to turn it into a song until Chris kind of showed up. Yeah, it's cool when you can keep those around, you know, in the files, and dig them up later. Yeah. And that's like... Technical difficulties. Bag buying it kind of is. Because, like, I've had, like, in between even that shit, like, I had stuff that I would write during the other sessions that turned into EPs. But, like, held on to him because I knew it was an album song. You know what I mean? When you just know it's an yeah. album song as opposed to, like, an EP song. And, like, I don't know, just kind of getting back to that again and being like, fuck, dude. Like, I, I, it took me 10 years to write five of those songs. Like, and now we only have, like, I don't know, two years before we would really like to put something else out again. That's going to be, like, similar volume with some other shit in between, too. Yeah. I mean, they, they say you have your whole life to write your first album and then, you know a year to write your second so can't wait for this sophomore slump (laughs) well it's also bold that you're still uh writing you know or releasing a full album because obviously the kids these days um, yeah kind of just pump out one at a time i mean i gotta you know obviously point the finger at myself as well it's kind of what i've been doing just uh (laughs) simpler but um but it, it like makes sense too in every in every capacity right like Especially when you're doing it all yourself, right? Cost-wise, like I mean, thir- thirteen songs. We we say this we say this all the time. It's our in joke, but it's like true. Thirteen songs is so stupid, man. To do fifty <laughs> minutes of music right now in 2023 is like the dumbest thing a, an independent musician can do. 
you're not going to gain the traction that you would with multiple singles or even an EP because people don't have the attention and don't give a shit. But also, like, I don't know, it's kind of a little bit of a badge of honor, I think, at this point, because we're like, fuck it. Like, we wanted to make an album. So here's yeah. an album. It's for us. Like, if right. you like it, that's dope, too. <laughs> like, we were going to make this fucking thing no matter what. Yeah, I mean, on a surface level, everyone I talk to on the internet here seems to have, you know, the same philosophy on attention spans and everything else and of course how can you not but the reason we all started doing this was for some artistic expression totally and, and to me it like the i mean the most meaningful music usually of the bands that i love and i'm a fan of i mean it's usually because of an album that yeah. like i fell in love with and i mean i don't know i feel like it just depends on where you are in your uh development and what you want to do i think if you have a concept for like a full thing then you owe it to yourself to do it i think regardless yeah. of the freaking attention spans of tiktok or anything else you know yeah i think it can be tricky too just like when i mean i feel this way even now like we we rehearsed on monday and we started writing a song on monday and chris went and he went home that night and he recorded the guitar parts and he wrote he wrote a, a, an orchestra of guitar parts he has four yeah. layers like, that part's done if we wanted it to be right so like the ability to literally do that so quick and just be able to go home and do that he sent it to me and the next day i literally like i was like cool that's cool let's add this part we did this last night during the rehearsal let's add this here are some lyrics i'm like it could be a finished song i mean like for certain bands right like if if those takes were clean enough and we wanted to just program some drums and I wanted to do vocals in my closet here. Yeah. That could be a song that we could be like sending off to getting mixed right now. And the fact that you also have that at your fingertips, I think for most everyone these days is also like difficult, like to kind of sit on because I right now want everyone to hear this fucking new song that we played because it's so exciting to me. You know what I mean? But yeah. like we have to wait because it has to get better. <laughs> well, yeah, and again, from a artistic standpoint, there's nothing wrong with uh, letting something like sort of marinate, so you can like give it time totally. to to work out the kinks yeah. and uh, you know everything else. Because uh, as I'm sure you know, when you play a song live more than a few times, it starts to kind of evolve a bit and yeah. become a bit more of a mature version of whatever it started as. Yeah, shit, we even had that happen with like our album songs. Because yeah. we recorded the album before we played a, our first show together. Mm. And so, like, we had all these songs, but then we would go and play them and like, oh, shit. Like, it yeah. actually sounds better like this. But you had to come to that point, too, where it's just like, this is done. This has to be done. Because no song, like, if you don't want it to be, you can keep adding shit to songs. It doesn't ever have to finish. Yep. Exactly. And, again, going back to the whole album concept <laughs> idea is, like, when you do record something there is a certain flow to it all on the album that you know is like intrinsically a little different than playing something live and i think that's okay to have like yeah. a, a different strategy for playing a song live than you're gonna hear it but whatever i mean everybody has their thing you know yeah so but uh yeah so got that out um any feedback on it yet uh, yeah, I mean, we think it's terrible. Um, <laughs> well, you did say you're the, in your bio, what, the worst band in Chicago? Yeah, we're Chicago's worst because we're a hot dog band, so it's all a pun. But I yeah. also will just say, like, I have, I'm the youngest of four boys, and I've never really had positive reinforcement in my life. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't say so, like, I don't know, like, I don't know how to be any way but self-deprecating. Yeah. Uh, did which, you, you said you uh, had brothers or sisters or... Three older brothers. Oh, okay, cool. Did you guys like play sports then? Oh, yeah. Yeah. At least. What, the, what sport the, did you we play? All, the last three of us all played football, went to, went to college and played football too. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, shit. Yeah. Thank God. I never had any concussions. I mean, maybe, maybe like, maybe all of the problems with my brain are based on football, and that's why I'm <laughs> so sad all the time. But I've never had any concussions, so that's good. Yeah, maybe just a few STDs or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, from the football field. 
Yeah, <laughs> from the locker room. A little, a little MRSA. It happens. You know? It happens. But yeah, so um, no, we had we, there's some reviews. Um, uh, some random guy found us on Reddit and wrote a review on Instagram about us. That was one of the more flattering concepts. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, man. Uh, some other like local publications and stuff. Um, just uh, yeah, all digital stuff. Obviously, these days we've done a few, few of these podcasts um, talking about it and kind of the surrounding stuff. But um, I don't know. I think more than anything, like we're proud of it, and like the people that we talk to, the other bands and shit in the community, like give a shit about it and at least yeah. talk about it to us. Is cool that's cool to have yeah it's something too that like i noticed you know for instance there's like little different things you could do with media within music and like i'm definitely going towards like the video content side of things as well as the podcast but like something i've thought about and never done is like album reviews and it would definitely be kind of fun but yeah i also got to work on my own shit from time to time so it's like i don't know how much I also want to do on top of whatever I'm doing. Yeah. Anyway. But I do love writing. Like yeah. I completely agree. Like I, I, I have, I can't really call it a blog, but like I, I also, I've worked in the service industry. I've worked in food and beverage, like most of my entire life, at least part time. I love food. Like I yeah. fucking, and I love going out to eat. I have like a, I think I have 60 pages or so dedicated to like traveling and eating that I just have like for me that I write about. And I was like, I just like writing like that. I'm like, I bet exactly. I would like fucking album reviews or like show reviews. Um, because I like the concept of like writing. But I also will say, isn't it slightly terrifying to review independent musicians' albums? Because you can't rip them apart. <laughs> I mean, you could if you really want to be a dick. But yeah, how shitty would that be? <laughs> I feel like I would just review the ones that I obviously kind of liked <laughs> yeah you know but <laughs> leave the others be maybe that's why we're not getting any traction no one's yeah. actually liked the album <laughs> dude who who the hell knows at this point like again like doing the podcast thing and like you know trying to get other people's music out there it's like kind of my hope is like ah oh, maybe somehow somebody will review my band one day you know it's like yeah i think i've gotten like a total of like two reviews ever and I'm like, hell yeah, I got something. <laughs> hell yeah, brother. <laughs> so, I don't know. I, I do think we can all kind of help each other out. You know, even if it's oh. something as simple as like your buddy's band's playing and you post a flyer, you know, I completely whatever. agree. I mean, like, and that's the thing. I think maybe, oh man, like, you know how you feel powerless most days against, like, the crushing weight of the universe and all the terrible things that happen every day? But I will say this one thing, man. Like, with the music, actually, there's so many independent bands in America. Like, there's I just think that, literally there's so many. Weird. We could we could so easily, if we just wanted to get our shit together, <laughs> we could so easily, like, completely reframe how music works. Because... Because we run all the local venues already. You know what I mean? Like, it's all our music being played at the local venues anyway. And just, like, more bands could help more bands, helping more bands. Like, it's it's really all right there. It just takes a level of organization that, like, no one really wants to have because, for the most part, you just want to worry about your shit. Which I get, man. I get. I just... It's kind of crazy because it's like, no, we actually probably could change how everything has worked in music and in the industry for a long ass time, because the numbers are so clearly in favor of the independent musicians. That's awesome. I got to take a sound bite of that for Instagram for this episode. <laughs> you got to keep preaching like that. These kids out here, they need to, well, it's like the first the mentality time really they need to hear. It, it's the first time I've realized it because like, as I'm, so I, I have this map on my wall of all the cities we want to go and tour at. Like I hit, yeah. I hit up these bands, right? And it's just like, if all of them helped, if all of them just told me one other band to reach out to in their city, I would be done booking this tour, and I, I'd be done. I'd be done already, because yeah. like 
I would have found someone, at, you know what I mean? And then I would have been able to, and then they would have been like the person I found and be like, dope, you want me to reach out to the venue for us? Because I'm the local band and I should be reaching out to the venue, not the band that's trying to go to play a show in Baltimore from Chicago who has no yeah. social following, but is just trying to do this dumb thing. Um, and like, we're just kind of in our own way. And like, obviously I obviously do it too, but it's just like, if, if I don't know. I talk to like I talk to my friends who aren't in music and they're always like, Hey, do like do musicians have like an online like is there a community online for like musicians where like you guys do this? Like is there a LinkedIn for it? You guys would make a killing and I'm like, No, we wouldn't because everyone like Everyone's I don't know, selfish. Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, no one's actually there to connect, it feels like half the time, man. Uh, I, I think that I've seen that change even in my lifetime. Like um That's cool. Thir- 32 and i've heard you know war stories about you know from the older crustier uh you know urchins in the scene still and uh describing because i mean you could even see it in pop culture how there was like wars between genres and then wars wars within genres i mean like that used to just be normal everything was a competition in like the 80s 90s or whatever it was all like a battle to be cooler or more violent or more aggressive or like more something. Yeah. You know, no, it's a good point. And I don't want to make it sound like I hate every fucking local band. I love everyone. (laughs) I do. I mean, I think it's so cool that everyone's trying to do this. I just wish there was like, I wish, I wish I could export the sense of community that I feel with the people, but also like at the same time, the reason it's so special here in Chicago to me I'm a part of it is one, but like, I don't know, is that it can't be recreated in a way, but I will say it's amazing when then I reach out to bands in Philly, right in the East coast. And like, they do want to offer me that same level of assistance. And they are like, dude, like, even if we can't play a show that night, but like hit up these people, let me know what venue you want to try to get booked at. And it's just like, fuck yeah, dude. Like, fuck yeah. You're, yeah. And, and then, no, you're the pillar of music in your fucking town, and that's dope. Yeah, I call it, it's like there's nodes in every scene, like, you know, big nodes, giggity. But, like, <laughs> <laughs> once you find, like, the guy or whatever who, like, kind of handles, like, the booking for that town or, yeah, or, like, knows everybody, could even be, like, you know, like a photographer or somebody. Um, doesn't totally. necessarily have to be somebody who, like, actually uh, plays or whatever, but like yeah um i don't know i think it's kind of that simple sometimes that's what i'm saying because like looking at midwest shows that's all it's ever been for us it's like i hit up my buddy gage who's in lunar moth in madison and he's Mm -hmm. just he will send me a list of bands if they can't make the date it's a list of bands i can talk to max and diet light who's in milwaukee and he has his own they have their own space that they run too and like it's the same thing it's like they'll just send a, and I'm just like these are different cities man. these aren't even Chicago I'm yeah. like well, you know we'll do like so I, I think I think it's like we can still feel that way even if I don't see you all the time because like I promise when we go out to this New York show that we have booked in, in July it's like I'm gonna meet those bands and like the first thing I'm gonna do is be like come to Chicago yeah. Come anywhere, come anywhere near Chicago. We'll meet you. We'll meet you in Ohio. Like, yeah. let's do this again because that's all it is. Yeah, it's like kind of a um, not super uh, strict quid pro quo sort of deal, you know? It's like right. Yeah, and I think that is a, just a general change in this generational generation's consciousness or something compared to previous ones because. Yeah. I do I do think there is more of a, a helping out mentality and certainly less competition. I mean, yeah, yeah. There, I mean I think it's I think there's kind of a I don't know, man. I think I think most of the bands have accepted that we will die in obscurity for lack yes, of a better term. No exactly. one no one's you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's very infrequent that bands actually think they're going to get famous, especially with the music that we're playing. Like, I mean, no one in pop punk's getting famous anymore. Like the yeah. biggest modern pop punk bands, not Blink-182 and Green Day, and not the ones who were playing when we were young, who, right. you know, they're 20 years ago is when they were actually popular. Like the biggest pop punk bands, I'm going to see the Wonder Years next week at Concord, which is yeah. like 
a club. It's a club, man. It's mm. not a. It's not like when Blink was selling out the when they're selling yeah. out the center in July or in May or whatever the fuck it is. So, like, I think I think that's part of it too. Knowing that rock music's kind of dead, and like, and yeah. accepting it. I, I I like to say it's a uh, dormant, but because uh, <laughs> I, I tend to think every genre is cyclical and will get its moment in the sun, and then it I don't will... disagree. And then it will yeah. drift back into obscurity, in and out. Um, but uh, yeah, kind of what I was thinking too is like that that definitely spans generations of music is is the community factor, and like when you're talking about like Operation Ivy and Rancid, for example, you know the reason that they kind of came to prominence in their probably you know small way. Uh, was because they had such a strong, you know, punk scene in their area, mm-hmm. in the Bay Area. And, you know, no matter how good you are, I feel like to some degree you're never going to get out or get started and get, like, some inertia going unless you have, like, a strong scene you started in, like a good yeah. a good pond, you know, before you totally. can go, go to the bigger pond or bigger lake. Well, I mean, like, in the 90s near you, like, when... Yeah, the hardcore when the hardcore scene started, that wasn't music being like, well, I shouldn't say it wasn't music being made. That music was probably being made a bunch of other places in some capacity, but then it swelled up huge in this one place and like everyone just got into it and then it happens. But like, yeah, it, it certainly has to, cause it has to start somewhere. And like, that's the thing too, that like, I, I, I don't know, man, I even think of this as like, I've seen some bands their Instagrams will like have a link to their TikToks. And right. I don't I don't I'm never I don't have a TikTok. I've like mm-hmm. seen the videos, I understand it. I'm not a boomer, but I don't understand how it relates to mu- much of anything. So like they'll post how many followers they have on TikTok and I'm like that's cool, but I'm on your Instagram right now and I can tell that like your local people that would potentially know you like aren't following you nearly at the same rate. Mm-hmm. And I and to your point it's like all this is cool and if you can fucking make money off of tiktok if you can monetize yourself online fucking keep doing it keep doing it make money making music however you can but i don't know i'm I'm so much more interested in like playing a show and and seeing people at a show throw their bodies against each other and like jump and yell um to me that's like how you start this whole thing that's how you start the real movement or the community is like getting people together and having them care about something together. Um, yeah. And sure. that only happens, that only happens at, in a fucking basement at a show. Right. <laughs> it doesn't happen yeah. on Spotify and it doesn't happen on Instagram. And it doesn't happen on TikTok. Like that part still has to happen for anyone to go anywhere. Oh yeah, for sure. And if it didn't happen also, what would be the point? Right. I can, can only imagine what, like, I guess the, the uh, the pandemic was kind of a example of what happens when there aren't any shows anymore and everyone just plays in front of their phone. But yeah. That's a sad, sad... Yeah, that fucking sucks. Sad split in the Matrix. Like, I don't want to kind of really <laughs> exist in that. Yeah, so. I'd rather just, like... I'd rather just call it quits. Yeah, I'd rather just... Well, I'd rather just play, you know, by myself in my room or whatever without even filming. Just fuck it. That's how it started, and that's how it'll, how it'll that's end. That's how it'll end. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. Kids these days. Yeah, yeah we're the old fucking men. Exactly. I will say, for all, I've said it a number of times on this show so far, I, I do like uh, um, some events, like some mini festivals for it. Yeah. And we did one in Pennsylvania uh, last year. And one of the bands that brought out the most people, especially the most people from out of town by far, was just a band that had a good song on TikTok. Kind of blow up on them. I mean, that's awesome. Yeah. I was like, that's great. Like, it, it worked. You know, like, yeah. you guys did it. Like, you had, <laughs> yeah, like, people are coming. People are coming in from, like, New York and, like, super, like, almost, you know, having that, like, freak out a little bit. Like, oh my God, you're yeah. here. Like you don't exist just on TikTok. (laughs) I mean, like I like 
dude, hats off to anyone who can do it, who can like game the system and like do that shit. I think it's amazing. I know, I know, there's a Chicago band who like blew up overnight and like put is playing bigger, is playing bigger shows. Um, Action Adventure, I think, is their name. I they got. I'm pretty sure. I think it was TikTok. They got really big on. Um, yeah. I think they stylized it like action slash adventure. Um, I've never met those guys, uh, but like I've read interviews and they're like, yeah, dude, we like, they're like, we don't know how to deal with it. Cause it's crazy that like that shit will happen sometimes. Um, it's funny. I was just reading Dave Grohl's book again this past week and yeah. he talked about like Nirvana blowing up and like that all happening on the road and stuff. Um, and I just imagine like, you know, any level of that, any level of like notoriety being just absolutely crazy these days. Um, but at the same time, uh, I, I think like as long as the people are coming to the shows and are supporting like the scene for what it is and not just that bad, like, I guess that's the thing to me that's kind of wild, man. Like, um, Machine Gun Kelly writes music that I that like I would listen to now. Yeah. But like who's going to an MTK show? Like is it is it the My Chemical Romance teenagers of yesteryear? Like I think it's a I lot don't of understand. crossover, honestly. I know. And that's the thing that I don't understand. So like if MGK were to play with like the Wonder Years, who should have similar fans sonically. Right. It just wouldn't work. Because I think, I guess the cultures are just different. Well, once you get to that extreme pop culture level, I mean, I don't... Yeah. I don't know. That's what overshadows everything, is the pop aspect of it, as opposed to... Yeah, which is ironic, of course, because they'll, like, somebody like MGK will get, like, a shitload of hate from, like, pop punk fans, but it's like... Yeah. <laughs> he's just playing the most popular pop punk right now. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why he's hated. <laughs> it's like... Uh, you're just mad. Like, they're like, yeah. He and Travis Barker realized how to just like formulaically make these songs, and they then that's what they're doing, and you you're mad about it. We get yeah. that, but are you just mad because you can't do it yourself? Like, I mean, <laughs> I don't get it. I really don't. But, um, you know, that's that's comes with the territory, I think. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, this has been a, a pretty fun. You know, spontaneous conversation for sure. So, yeah, I hope I'd... any of it's useful. I hope any of it's useful for your listeners. Ah, I, I have no idea. Maybe just it's the bots that listen at the end of the day. You know, so <laughs> as long as as long as they're happy, then done. That well. is that. I mean, that's really at the end of the day. That's all anyone's trying to please is just our <laughs> robot overlords. The algorithms and everything, you know. So. <laughs> Hey Zuck, if you can hear us. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, um, uh, hopefully too. Uh, I don't know if a lot of people have listened. I can sort of see stats on this thing, but I don't think a lot of people from Chicago have listened. So that'll be cool to see if uh, maybe you know get a few more people tuning in from the Midwest yeah. or something. I think I know but at least like two people who will listen. It's all that matters, <laughs> man. Um, but yeah, kind of speaking of those people, um, I know you mentioned already like a shitload of bands, which is actually going to be a pain in the ass for me to go back and like, hopefully <laughs> like, cause I want to find them and tag them all, but I don't even know if I'll be able to I'll try to make your job easier. I'll try to, I'll try to send you as many as I can. Uh, that would, that would actually be very helpful. Yeah, um, I can do that. But regardless, um, if you did have any sort of last minute shout outs for like, for sure people that you think will listen, either bandmates or friends or frenemies or yeah. whoever. I mean, I, um, I hope the rest of the band listens. I hope they're, I hope they're upset with all the things I said. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, if they're, if they're pissed off enough, tell them, you know, they can come on themselves and, uh, you know, give their two cents, their retort. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's the real start of the competition. Um, uh, Victoria Marie Holda, Victoria Marie Photos, if you will. She's one of the main photographers in Chicago. Oh, uh, cool. I actually just gave her a follow while you yeah. were talking. She's phenomenal. Um, uh, I, I'm going to make Trash listen to this just so he can hear me tell him that I hate him one more time live on air. Uh, so I'll make sure that happens. Uh, all the bands in Chicago, I know if I didn't name you, 
Um, you'll remind me. Um, few awesome fans that we've had from day one. Harley, uh, my buddies Trev and John, my friend Kelsey, um, Bobby, Quinn, shit. Uh, Stosa's parents, I remember they were there at the first show. My parents, they're all right. My brothers, <laughs> they're there too. No. Someone will listen to this though. Um, and thank you. I appreciate it, dude. This is like, it's really cool to be able to come on and talk way less about the music and much more about the community of it all, which I think I find much more important and much more um, worthwhile to shine light on than than any music that we might make. Um, but thank you also for doing this, dude. Creating stuff is difficult. takes time. takes a lot of effort. Um, I'm sure you have several other things that you have to do today and tonight that you're raring to get to. So I'll shut <laughs> the fuck up. Nah, man. I, I look forward to these and this thing is a labor of love until it's not. And then, <laughs> and then it dies. An untimely death. <laughs> um, no, but I, I appreciate the sentiment and also that, you know, we're kind of on the same wavelength for this one because, you know, um, I do also kind of like talking more about the, the broader things than somebody's uh, particular flavor of chord changes. But, you know, uh, different strokes for different <laughs> folks. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> yeah, thank God you didn't want to talk to me about music. I have no fucking idea what I do when I pick up a guitar. Huh. Well, it makes noise and, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. hopefully people it's like tool. it. You talked about it too on one of the podcasts. Is like, you're like, yeah, I don't really care if it like, you just see it as a way to make the music. I'm such the same way, dude. Like, I don't, my takes don't need to be clean. I need to have a producer and an engineer telling me when they are. Like, I'm yeah. just trying to get on a stage and throwing myself around and yelling and probably bleeding and taking my shirt off. That's good. That's good. That's the, um, ah, fuck. I'm spacing on his name now. Iggy. Iggy pop. Yeah, exactly. Mentality. <laughs> oh, so. man. Cool. Well, um, yeah, prior to this, all I really know of, uh, of, uh, Chai Town was, uh, shameless. So this is good. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that is good because I've never even seen that fucking show. So. Oh really? Damn, that's that's like being from Baltimore and not watching The Wire. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like homework. <laughs> that's good. Don't worry, I'm well versed in the bear, so I know enough about I knew enough about Chicago restaurants. So before I fucking started watching that, anyway. Fair enough. Well, hopefully, uh, we. We can uh, make it out your neck of the woods sometime and hit up some of those spots. That would yeah. be that'd be cool. I think the farthest we're gonna make it this summer is Ohio, and I think I already asked about a, a date. Pretty sure you guys are busy. Yeah, but um, we'll we'll keep talking about it because I would love to see what else we can do while we're out there. Yeah, and if you're already coming out here in July, then I would tell you I'm doing something in June, but that's probably a bit of a hike to make twice. So. Yeah, we're doing Cleveland uh, next month. Um, I don't really want to go to Ohio more than twice in a year, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm about. We're about to find out, but a lot of our friends from around here play there and say the scene's really good. So, where a, where in Ohio? Um, it seems like a lot of people have good things to say about Cleveland. Uh, a lot of people have a good th- thing to say about Columbus. Um, Dope. I think we're going to. I get these two cities mixed up, and I know they're far apart, but we're either going to Athens or Akron. Akron's far as fuck from you. Akron's near Detroit. I think it's Athens, because our buddies in uh, Wake Magnolia are from there. Dope. So, I'm going to try and make that one. Yeah, man. We're, um, I'm trying to see, I'm talking with the guys from Bees in Philly. Oh, great. Yeah, they're awesome. So I think we might be we might be with them on the fourteenth. Is that right? We're I know we have New York. We have New York booked on the twelfth right now in July, and then I was trying to do the seaboard just fucking one after the other, but we might have to double back. So Baltimore and DC are kind of up in the air. They're probably between like potentially the thirteenth all the way to like the sixteenth or seventeenth. We might be playing in Baltimore. So. Yeah, let me know if you need a list to ask I around. It, I appreciate so. it. That'd be fucking dope. Yeah, because I don't know where the fuck y'all play in Baltimore, dude. I found like two bars. Oh, uh, yeah, there's 
There's a lot. I know there's more than that. I know there's more than that. It's just the internet isn't good sometimes at this. Yeah. And it depends also how crusty you want to go. But, yeah. uh, oh, dude. I can list the, get the, 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 the venues in order of crust. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Be... I'm going to also send you, I'm going to send you over my giant fucking spreadsheet that has currently 94 venues on it across where we're trying to go. Um, that's awesome. So that you can take a look. Yeah, it's it's been my bread and butter the past few months trying to book this shit out. Well, if you're talking to Mike and B's, uh, definitely let me or know, or I could text them if if that bill bill ends up not being full, we would probably be down. To head That'd up be to fucking Philly. Dope. So. Yeah. All right. Um, I'll uh, I'll try to hit him back up probably tonight or tomorrow, and then um, finalize that shit so I know the rest of the dates that we need. Right. We're also trying to go just I'll, I'll fucking I'll hit you up. We're trying to go south from DC yeah. too. So if you know anything down there, if you've ever been, seems scary, dude. I don't really want to go south of Virginia, but <laughs> and people are nice down there. They're a lot yeah. a lot nicer than people. They are nice. north. They're just so. also scarier. Yeah, depends who you run into, I guess. Yeah, that's um, fair. We're staying out of Alabama. Yeah, it might be might be safe bet. <laughs> um, oh man I I appreciate you dude thanks for taking the time um, yep. thanks for just making this happen so quick oh yeah this, this is the best kind I hate when I have I'm to schedule excited. it like a, two months ahead and then the, like the day finally comes of that scheduled one I'm just like fuck I'm busy today sorry man Like I'm, I'm excited to get you in front of some other Chicago ones too yeah definitely I'll be hitting them up yeah. Cool. Um, this will probably come out on probably Monday, maybe Tuesday. So Damn. I'll, I'll text you. Nope. Yeah, no, cool, I needed man. a I needed a guest this week. No one wanted to chat. I was I was getting lonely here. So <laughs> don't worry, it'll never happen again. I'll, <laughs> people, I'll just send people in troves your fucking way, dude. All right, sick. All right, man. You All take right, it easy. You. Enjoy the rest of the night. Yeah, you too. Later. So yeah, I want to thank Sam for coming on the show and thank you for listening. The song you're hearing is called Remedy. Remedy.